podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Always a pleasure. He's got a little grin on his face. Mr. Dave Coldwell, how are you, mate? I'm very good, mate. I'm very good, thank you. I figured the only reason why it's a pleasure, why you want to talk to me all the time, is I'm probably the only geezer out there that's fucking shorter than you. And it's quite hard, so it is nice to interview. So look at how low we've got there. I, I never have it this low. I never have it this low. I, 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 give you a bit, I give you a bit of height credit. Don't fucking milk it. Hold on, that's the same height for me as well. How are you, mate? I'm good. Yeah, really good, thanks. Um, Opie, this weekend, he returns. Um, had a real good learning fight up in uh, back in Newcastle. Not a quick turnaround, but the sort of turnaround a fighter of his level would probably like. Um, really excited for Saturday night? I'm, I'm really excited. Um, listen, it's no secret how, how, how highly I rate Ope as a prospect, as a young fighter coming through. Um, I think he's, out of them all, look at the stables. This kid's the most talented. He's, he's exceptional. He's somebody that I can ask to do this, to do that, different, different styles, different looks, patterns. He can just absorb it all, and he's got a mentality to go with it. He's, he's unbelievably strong character, um, and this is the perfect sort of fight. You know, I, I've said boxing is not about. It's not just about a kid's got some potential, so let's rush him to get to the top as, as quick as he can. Um, it's about developing that potential, and and I'm being, you know, I've, I've speaking with Matt Shum and Eddie and Frank. They know that I, I want this year as. Um, the next stage of his development is fighting guys that have fought for these titles, maybe have been champions, lost just a little bit over them sort of fights where there's jeopardy in it and where he can take something from the experience for, that they've got. And James Beach Jr., he's uh, just boxed for the British and Commonwealth titles at featherweight. It's hope his first fight at featherweight. It's not like we're stepping up and just taking an eight rounder or a little ten rounder against you know somebody that's that's, that's not going to you know give anything for us straight in there so it's it's good for him to see the levels that he's at right now well he is always uh, sort of able to get out on these cards and it is nice watching his development i've got to ask you the first female that you've had in your gym ebony bridges joins the stable uh, just first things first how did it come around i imagine sort of you just bonded and it just worked really well i've never i've never spoke to her before um just hi how you doing as she's walking past that's, that's a max that I ever spoke to her before. So I didn't know her. Um, and you have a little perception of what somebody's going to be like. Um, so I was really surprised when, when I got asked because I thought, well, uh, are you sure? Because I never really spoke. Um, and then when we met and, and you know she came for a session, uh, she's completely different than I thought. I mean, she's got fantastic work ethic, um, but she's very, very smart. Um, she gets what you know. She gets how I teach. She gets how how, how I work, and um, she's gelled. She's gelled in the gym. She's gelled with that. She's you know. First thing that Steve Stephen Cairns said after you know after he she'd been in the gym with him for the first time when she walked out the door, he was like, she's like a dude. She's like she's like one of us. She's, she's one of the lads, isn't she? And I think you don't have that perception. You think that it's, it's going to be a little bit different. So. She's um, she's blended into the gym fine, and, and the work's been great. She had a fantastic session this morning. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. Listen, first and foremost, I've got to say, Tibbsy's done an incredible job with her, um, and it's just because she wants to move up north. And sometimes in life, outside boxing has to dictate 
how you how you you adjust with your boxing. Sometimes it's not it's not always a case of oh well you should do this should do that because you want to you want to box. Listen, she's she's a world champion, but she's got a life outside boxing, and she wants to live up north. She feels you know she feels comfortable up north. It's a little bit difficult to commute to go and, and train down in London every day if you're living up north. So that's, that's the only reason. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a great relationship that's still there. I've got a lot of time and respect for Mark. Um, and like I said, I just hope you know I, I can I can I can build on what he's what he's done. Is it now just developing what's already there? Obviously, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not my first rodeo. I've, 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 I've trained fighters that are. I mean, she's 37. You know, I've trained fighters that are a little bit older before, and just, just you, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, my my job, whether whether they're young or they're old, is is just to try and get the best out of them I can do. You know, that's it. Just just get the best out of them. Do you think it'll be August 12? I mean, that's what's been floating about a little bit. Would you hope it was August 12? I'm not. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. Listen, always a, a new trainer is always going to say to you that. Give me time with them, and then we can, you know, get it's, it's a bit, it's a, you get a better result. So I'm not really asked to be honest. Um, whatever day it is, um, I'll be, I'll be happy with. I listened in a little bit there, and it was quite good actually regarding the heavyweights. You know me, I've always got an ear somewhere. Um, but it's quite interesting because so I just interviewing somebody. Was you interviewing somebody while you was listening? Once the interview was done, Dave. Come on, I'm professional. Come on, mate. <laughs> Um, but it was interesting what you said because I just interviewed Steffi before and he said he was getting a little bit tired of the heavyweights. You sort of reiterate the same thing? Yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed in it. I'm disappointed in it. We, we got a, you know, we got an era where there's some cracking fights to be made in the division and one reason not, they're not. But because of we're hearing, oh, this fight is happening and then it's not. This fight is happening and then it's not. Because we're in that, fans and people that aren't involved, in, listen, people involved in sport are getting pissed off it. But fans that are also taking the, the, the headspace with football, with cricket, with whatever, other sports, they're looking at boxing and saying, what the fuck's going on? And they're judging, they're judging our sport by the heavyweight division. So they're saying, it's shit, it's dying, it's a joke. No, it's not. Look to the divisions. Look through the divisions. We, we've got some great fights going on that's been happening recently, that's lined up. There's plenty of fighters that are taking these fights. There's plenty of fighters that, that, that you know, are exciting crowds and exciting us as fans. So the, the, the sport's bigger than just the heavyweight division. It just so happens that when, when the heavyweight division is on fire, it grabs the attention and it's, it's fantastic for the sport. But also, when it's misfiring, it's shit like it is right now because nobody's fighting people view people judge our sport on that division and it's not do you feel like there's almost so much talk about the negotiations to the point where like like but like as to the point where it's like it's on talk sport and it's on like do you know what i mean it's not we're not seeing the fight just announced we're seeing like the weeks of build-up going into a fight so you get bored it's like um it's like a football fan that's hearing that you're interested in this player and he's still interested in this player. You're still in, no, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And then they miss out on it. They're like, what the fuck? 
Well, it's just, it's, yeah, just just don't talk about it. The problem is, is in social media now, everyone wants, everybody wants access. So it's difficult because people like you ask questions. So if they don't answer, I'm talking about Eddie, Frank, uh, Sowlands, or whoever the promoters are, if they don't answer the questions, then people give them an hard time. So they try and be open and transparent, but unfortunately, the, the, the levels of, of negotiations, I think, they don't just happen like that at that level. It's not okay, sir, I want to fight you, you want to fight me, right, it's done, it's done, there you go, it's done. And there's so much bollocks to go into it, and then when you get a draft contract, then there's all ins and outs, and there's like changing rooms, and how many people have got access to this hotel room, how many rooms have we got? This, there's all this bollocks that goes into it that you don't, you know, you don't hear about. And eagles, you know, and Listen, if, fight, if fighters want to fight, they can just turn around to the to the promoters and say, listen, I don't give a shit about all that. Make the fight happen. But then if the fighters don't want to fight, it's not going to happen. Sorry, there's so much going on here. It's hard to sort of keep track. Joshua Caballel. No, I can't, I can't eavesdrop. There's nothing to eavesdrop. There's music going on. There's 900 people up there. Joshua, yeah, Joshua Caballel. That looks like it's the next fight. What do you make of it? Is it? Is it? Looks like it. He's, he's, you know what it is, right? Well, well, it if it's not white and Wilder's done, they have to take a top 15 opponent. It's not Joyce, it's not like we go through the list. Who does it leave in the top 15? Jarrell Miller and Adjit Kamala. And, and this is so, in, in defense of heavyweight boxing is when they're looking at their rankings if there's nobody else in the rankings or nobody available in the rankings that's where it can fuck you up but that leads to again where the division is shit apart from a couple of names there's prospects coming through that aren't ready for that that sort of jump so you can't you can't include them but what i'm talking about is that that championship level um segment of the division it's not very deep so you're gonna get these where Eat shit, and so that's again why I'll say to you: go down to the divisions because those divisions are stacked, and you can make so many different fights. And they're the ones that put the focus on instead of doom and gloom about the sports on its horse and all that bollocks. Promote that, talk about that, give a shit about that, and then people get excited about it. And then when the division comes back alive again, yeah, you can give it credit. Right now. It's not happening. So they're earning shitloads of money in that division, right? Shitloads of money. None of these are earning, ever earn that kind of money that these guys are getting. And they're, they're mourning over a few million here, a few million there. I get it if it's everybody else. But these people, these are people that have got millions and millions and millions sat in a bank account or investments or whatever. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. It's like. Let's take it to a lighter note then. Tony Bellew, and I know you don't know. But I know that's fine. If if he comes back, will you be the man to train him? Well, I don't know. It might. It might. You like to? I don't know. You might not want to train him. Dave Coldwell, my man. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.